to the Play It By Ear podcast. The podcast where the topics may vary because, hey, we play it by ear. And now your hosts, Eric Fiscus, Brady Liming, and Todd Griffin. very special episode of the play by ear podcast i'm eric fiscus and i'm brady liming uh todd is on vacation so uh what we are doing this episode is a retrospective of our first 19 episodes a uh and that's why we call it a very special episode gordon jump was not available <laughs> to co-host with us tonight well since he's gone to the great beyond that's probably why he's not available, but, uh, and that's a, a different church <laughs> reference. And you can, you can look that one up. We won't go into it, but, uh, uh, one of those very special 1980s TV show episodes. But, uh, anyway, uh, again, Todd's on vacation. So he is sunny Florida. Yes. I'm, I'm jealous. Uh, but he's given us his blessing to forge ahead. So, uh, what we're going to do here on this episode is we are going to, uh, kind of do the same sort of thing that we always do. We divide into three segments, and uh, we but we're not on a timer per se right now. But um, what we're looking at as far as our segments in this episode, again, looking at our first nineteen, uh, we are looking at first of all uh, the various catchphrases that have uh, caught on with our listeners uh, just throughout our banner of the first nineteen episodes. And these catchphrases, you know, we didn't start out for these to become catchphrases. They were just statements and words, and they just kept on coming back and coming back and making us chuckle each time, and there's a few of them. Well, and again, it's kind of the product of us being, and I'm I'm going to back up and I'm going to give a little background because people have kind of jumped on board along the way, and we kind of gave a background on our relationship in episode one, but if... It's been a while since that's happened, and again, people have kind of jumped on along the way. So I will give you the background of why we are doing what we're doing. Uh, We have been friends. uh, The three of us have been friends for over 30 years. Brady and I have been friends for longer. We're a little bit older than Todd. Almost 50. Almost, yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, Been a while, let's just say. Uh, We graduated high school together. Again, Todd's a little younger than us, but... uh, all of us have been friends together for over 30 years. So in that 30 years, uh, in our various conversations, uh, we have come up with uh, different things that we talk about, different things we say, different words we use for things. And uh, those have been interspersed within our conversation in the podcast and therefore have kind of uh, caught on with uh, different people along the way. But we decided to do this because... Um, we had always talked about it, kind of bandied it about, and I was a guest on a podcast, and I decided, hey, that was fun. I want to do this. Let's let's kind of kind of prodded the other two into it. Uh, not that I had to drag them into it. Again, we've been discussing it, but uh, uh, we finally got all on the same page, and we kind of forged ahead. And then COVID came, and uh, kind of really took off from there. So, uh, Nineteen episodes in now, approximately three months. Uh, we've had a lot of different things come up, and people have commented on things, and we've done Facebook lives, and 
again, these are the things we've kind of seen from our own perspective and from the perspective of what we feel our listeners' perspectives of things that have been popular and things that have caught on. So that's the background. And as Brady said, a lot of these things uh, have been sort of throwaways. So again, we'll do the three segments of the episode, as we usually do. However, we're not on a timer per se. But the first segment will be catchphrases. And the first one uh, that we had on our list, uh, and actually, uh, you can talk about the one that you you were going to talk about. uh, The earbuds. Oh, yes, yes, the earbuds. Um, This kind of came about accidentally we were trying to think of something to call our listeners and it just popped into my head and then all of a sudden you are beloved audience became earbuds Earbuds. loyal earbuds so one of those things that will end up on a t-shirt at some point and we keep talking about that too but and uh, along with several other of these catchphrases that we'll go over so our next one and we'll kind of go in chronological order here Uh, The next one is one, and I'll let Brady uh, talk about it, because he's the one that said it. Um, This all started, uh, once again, as a euphemism. I was trying to be funny, and uh, trying trying to think of a nice, pleasant way of saying that you got to go to the bathroom and you got to go to the bathroom now and it's not going to be pleasant. It's going to come up or it's going to come out. And it was just lovingly called intestinal distress. distress. Now, uh, what you'll see, uh, unfortunately, and maybe this is the fact that we all kind of turned 12 and we've never moved beyond 12. I don't know. Maybe that's some of it, but, um, a lot of these euphemisms have to do with functions <laughs> of, <laughs> of the body. And uh, this next one came about in a conversation, and we were going back through clips, and we were surprised when it first came up. It was kind of, again, a Low lot key. of these, yeah, a lot of these were throwaways, but this one was particularly a throwaway, but then it kept creeping back in the conversation. But here, is where that phrase was first used. But what happened last night is I went to open the door and it was unlocked. So I went in and uh, and there's a gentleman standing there at the urinal. Um, doing his business. Doing his business. <laughs> I assume his, <laughs> to use your word, he was, you know, using his utensil. So the phrase, if you didn't catch it, like I said, it was kind of a throwaway in the conversation was conducting commerce <laughs> because doing your business just gets boring after a while and what means the same as doing your business conducting your commerce and uh, we didn't get all the clips of where the term conducting commerce has been used but that was the first one and uh, if you've listened to most of our episodes i'm sure you've heard it at least once if not more along the way so that's where conducting commerce came from so our next one uh Again, this, uh, not necessarily a bodily function per se, but maybe a body part. <laughs> uh, and it's, a it's a look, let's just say. And we were talking about food and, uh, Brady's inclination 
to have uh, the way he eats. And I again, I'll let him explain. Where I leave the handles. I don't like eating things that I've touched. And in particular, um, you know, we talked about how, you know, this particular handle, the hot dog handle, was not pleasant to look at because it kind of looks like an anus. And, um, and then Todd just referred to someone being an anus as a hot dog handle, and this is where it happened. Now, I know I'm not the only one that does this, but I know there's a lot of people out there that like leave the hot dog ends because they don't like the way they look. <laughs> they just look funny. PG thirteen. I looked at your face, Todd, and well, I, I I could see the gears turning. And well, I, you know what they're made of, don't you? <laughs> the same thing I, they kind of look like. I, I, exactly. So our next catchphrase, and uh, I've heard this one used uh, here and there in conversation. We've seen some comments on Facebook about it. Uh, this one has to do with our Brown County Fair episode, and again. A recurring theme on this show is food, and we were talking about food, and the food is the renowned pork tenderloin sandwich. However, again, in our 30-year friendship, uh, we have come up with different words to use in place of the real word. And in our perpetual immaturity, this was born. I think everyone in our area thinks of fair food, they think of... Say it. Tender groin. <laughs> tender groin. <laughs> yes. In a manner of speaking, yes. Pork tenderloins. Pork tenderloins. Made by the Brown County Pork Producers. I got to ask, who was the one that came up? Because those of you that do not know, I, I was much younger. I'm, I'm six years younger than these guys, but I was pretty young when we started hanging out. And I just remember someone saying, you're going to get a pork tender groin. And... <laughs> And I've been saying tender groin for 25 years now. Who was the one that came up with that? Uh, I, I don't know, but I'm sure you found yourself in, like, much with my eighth-grade daughter, a Harish moment <laughs> where you've said it and not realized that you've yes, said it. Yeah. So our next catchphrase, uh, this is attributed to Todd, but again, he's not here with us. We're doing the voiceovers on these clips, and uh, we have gotten his blessing on some things, and uh, actually he said, you do what you need to do. So uh, some of the things are funny to us, and... These are things that have recurred in our conversation over over the episodes. This one, uh, again, had to do with a food discussion and Todd's, and I'll use the word again, inclination to not want his food to touch or be interspersed with each other. Uh, So he used the phrase in this clip. I will say oh, I like my uh, coleslaw. I, I like my coleslaw near my my bar, my manwich. I like it up again it, <laughs> but I don't like it in it. My <laughs> t-shirt up again it, but not in it. Up again it, but not in it. <laughs> that needs to be on a t-shirt. Uh, yeah, as most all of these do, and I say most because some are probably not appropriate for a t-shirt. Which leads me into our next catchphrase. <laughs> and this next catchphrase came from our sophomoric hijinks and games we used to play and pranks. And this involved throwing one's keys at the genital or nether regions of our friends. But you had to yell out something or it wasn't sporty. And then this 
is the description of that game. Once again, I, I keep on saying this. I'm a pretty chill guy. I'm not one to inflict violence and pain on others. But um, there was this stupid game we would always play, and it involved throwing keys, a pen, some weighted object at your friend's nether regions. <laughs> and um, you would try to hit them with it. But I'll see if you just did it and did say anything. That's not cool. That's just assault. But you had to yell out the word bleat <laughs> as, as long as you signaled that it was coming. So <laughs> if I if I were just to throw my keys at your um, genitals and not say anything, that's just mean. But if I went bleat, and that was like a fighting chance. So you tried to hit each other with the keys but you just had to yell bleat first and 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 the highest action in life is when you could negate a bleat before it happened <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah a bleat blocker yes you had the reflexes of a jungle cat and do the you know the daniel son wax on wax off and he would just block the keys before they struck you in the orbs well and um <laughs> so well and and I would like to add for our lady listeners out there, we understand this is strictly a male thing, and we we know how stupid we we, are, we were to be uh, to be doing this. But you guys passed the boit down to to me, obviously, because we did the same thing. But but I would like to add, Brady's being a little too generous. I think Brady is making it sound like you you say boit, and some some time goes by, and then you slowly. You know, reach out and and throw the key. It was it was almost simultaneously. It was bleat boing. I mean, it was like it was, yeah. The object yeah. was in flight when the word bleat <laughs> was said. Sometimes it was after the after it actually well, happened. But that was wrong. It's like, man. That it's was like yelling four after the golf ball bounces off somebody's uh, cranium. Yeah. And that's not sporty nor cool. If you that's just hitting somebody and that's just hitting somebody in the generals. That's mean. But if you give them the fighting chance of yelling bleat, that becomes a sophomore game. So. um I could still remember getting hit by uh, SJ's class of 89 brass key thing. It, oh, man. They got me good a couple times. So, yeah, as you can see, that is not uh, probably appropriate for a T-shirt. And if you put it on a T-shirt, it would cause way too many questions. And people probably don't want to answer questions like that when wearing is a that T-shirt. Like Twitter, are you bleeding? <laughs> not exactly. But I'll demonstrate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that that that'd get you in some trouble. Uh, maybe not when you're in high school, but probably would now, no, as but... far as most of our listeners. Anyway, uh, as again, uh, we have three topics, quote unquote, to this episode, this retrospective. Again, this is episode 20. We're doing a retrospective of our first 19 episodes. And our second topic is clips most commented on by our listeners and uh, we kind of go off of facebook comments off of comments we've had uh, in personal conversations with people uh, but again these things keep coming up and it kind of ties into our first topic as they've caught on but again these things are uh, happening on Facebook. If you look back on the post on the different parts of our Facebook page, which you can find if you search us out on Play It By Ear on Facebook, you can see all these things. But episode one uh, created some uh, banter about amongst our listeners and uh, had to do with a, uh, I don't know, you say oh. 
a witch doctor, a a local legend, a um, a holistic alternative medicinal treater of ailments. That's what you would call it today. <laughs> yes, uh, but back then it was uh, had to do with warts. And uh, here's the clip that talks about the wart whisper. But I'm interested in this wart witch or wart doctor or whatever you call yeah. it. Yeah, and um, you know, like I said, that there is many pe- like people that would have these warts in their hands. Well, he, just... he owned my first car. You you wrote the name. Yeah, he owned my first car. Oh, was wow. that the car I ended up with? No. Oh, okay. No, the, so. the 68 Pontiac Catalina was my first car. Oh. Which was wart-free. Yes. Yeah, yeah, no. I don't know if anyone got a wart from being in the car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it, wasn't it the color of a wart, the car? But um, Pute green. Oh. It, it was puter green. But, Seated 17 comfortably. What, and What was uh, metallic piss? What was that from? Uh, <laughs> uh, what was that? Was that? I don't know. Uh, was National Lampoon's vacation? vacation? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. He, the station wagon. Metallic. Yes. No, I, I don't no, I think it was that. metallic P. Like oh. P E A. Oh P. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I think it was referring to the vegetable, not the excrement. Holistic medicine was alive and well in the nineteen seventies. Probably yes. before that, I don't know. But uh that's what this gentleman did in Sardinia back in the day. And Brady is a living testament to it. Yes. And this next one does not have anything to do with holistic medicine, nor does it have anything to do with the serial killer like the name kind of implies. We promise that no one was harmed. This had to do with Todd's dislike of meringue, dog spit, if you will. Some people commented on his dislike of meringue and what he would do with the meringue, which leads us to this very special clip. Yes, I had Kirsten's peanut butter pie, so I'll cross that off. And then I had uh, Eric a while back. You uh, you referenced uh, my my grandma and grandpa's restaurant uh, J and R's, and my grandma baked fresh pies every day, and uh, uh, her chocolate pie was uh, was my favorite. And you know, I, I, I've had chocolate pie since; it's good, but it just hasn't been the same. And and you know, my grandma okay, so here's what, here's here's what I remember: chocolate pie with the meringue. And the and the, I don't I don't know what it was meringue, but yeah the the meringue and then there are little drops of, it's like, again I don't know what it was but it was sweet <laughs> mm-hmm. little, little sweet drops in the meringue yeah same as a that, a, that, a peanut butter it, pie it was your it was your grandmother's J and R restaurant pie yeah yeah it was a uh, I don't rem- I don't know what. I was too young. I don't know what what all went into it. And oddly enough, I'm not a big meringue fan, so I think I peeled the meringue back. I skinned it back. <laughs> oh, skinned and, uh, it back. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll use Brady's term for you. You're a Philistine. <laughs> skinning the meringue back. What's wrong with you? <laughs> the meringue always the reminded me just of a uh, meringue. Always reminded me of just a a, a, a giant uh, sheath of spit. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna tell you what it is. Again. I'm gonna tell you. Do you know you'd walk through the woods as a as a kid, and on on certain on certain weeds, you would see just a a, a ball of frothy spit. You ever remember that? 
I don't we know what thought, you were walking through. Well, but no, it was. I don't want to be know. around it. I, I, somebody <laughs> has to help me out animal? here. <laughs> somebody has Believe to. Believe it or not, I actually know what he's talking about. Thank you, Eric. And and people always said it was snake spit. I don't think it actually was snake spit. I think it was people who slung meringue out of their car window after ordering pie and not liking the the meringue. So it was uh, uh, drive by meringuing. It was meringue spittle. <laughs> Spud him. Just laying there <laughs> sizzling on a weed. All right. Our next clip comes from probably our most commented on episode. And uh, this episode was our last very special episode on Sardinia Founders Day. Uh, we had done our very special episode on the Brown County Fair. We had many uh, requests to do one on the Sardinia Founders Day, which we finally did in episode 15. And uh, in that episode, uh, we discussed some of the things that happened at Sardinia Founders Day. And one of those things was an activity uh, that brought on a lot of spectators, and it happened in the streets in the middle of town. And this was what that activity was. Uh, one of those things was the bed races. <laughs> And uh, would one of you like to explain the bed races? Not to be confused with the uh, toilet races or whatever. The Dunny Derby. The Dunny Derby. Not the Dunny Derby. Episodes ago. <laughs> right, right. But I believe we alluded to the bed races. Correct. We did. And it featured just that. It was a bed frame um, that was had wheels on it. It was an actual bed. And then you would have a team. And they were usually themed. And somebody would ride on the bed, and they would be pushed through the middle of town. And it was a bed racing. And and they would, you know, like I said, uh, I think, Eric, you said you imagined somebody in a diaper, a balding man with a diaper. Uh, I think that's one that sticks out in everybody's head because that one particular theme, they all dressed like babies, and they all had diaper, like, right. you know. So am I misremembering the fact that it seems – for whatever reason in my mind, like the beginning of the race, they had to put on like their bed clothing and then jump on the bed and, and run the race. Or was it just a, the gun goes off and you just run the race. Cause it seems like there's something about putting on clothing. There was quick tasks, manner. but I don't yes. remember what they were. Yeah. Was it a relay race? Like, see, I was thinking it was a relay that it had to go back and forth. But yeah, you know, it seemed like the. T I seem to remember. I don't remember if it was just a straight, you know, uh, a la like a drag race. But or, or, but I seem to remember it going around a corner. But maybe I'm just thinking of the turning, like when they had the turn around. But it seemed like there were quite a few spills uh, going around corners, people falling out of the beds and things like that. Yeah, maybe even some collapsed bed apparatuses, some sleep interruption. <laughs> But yeah, I, I I remember the diaper thing too. So I, I don't know if that was a theme. If if anyone out there participated, and if that angers you, if if, if we're misremembering that, you know, I, I I but I remember people. Maybe it is Eric. Maybe they just wore pajamas. Well, one one of our Thomas is one of our listeners, and I, I remember his dad being uh, involved a and, lot in all that. And Beth Kress, yeah. our yeah. our loyal listener, her grandfather Walter was right. um, usually. Uh, Lanny and Walter were in cahoots and some shenanigans and tomfoolery. Yeah. And um, they usually, you know, had the creative idea. 
Our next clip has to do not necessarily with being funny, not necessarily having to do with being terribly notable, other than it was commented on by a famous listener. And I'll send it over to Brady and he can explain. So one evening when I was driving somewhere, I happened to be listening to my favorite local sportscaster, Lance McAllister of iHeartRadio, WLW, and 1530 AM fame in Cincinnati. And he was commenting about childhood fashions and was talking about parachute pants. And I sent him a tweet on his feed about, hey, my friends and I had this podcast and we were discussing this very topic. And he responded to it and commented that he liked it, which makes it wonderful to us. Thank you, Lance. So, yes, uh, that's our most famous listener that we know of. Anyway, we always shout out to different people that we talk about, if you're listening, quote unquote. Uh, but he's the first one that's actually said he listened to us that's somewhat famous. So, again, as Brady said, thank you, Lance. Uh, moving on, our next clip has to do, again, and Brady seems to be a recurring theme here, but uh, a lot of people have commented on uh, Facebook and mostly in personal conversations uh, in regard to uh, Brady's, once again, his eating habits. We've talked about the handles earlier. Uh, this is another particular eating habit that Brady has, and it has to do with breakfast food. And here's the clip. Brady? Interesting. Yes, Eric, that was interesting and scholarly and well done. Very intelligently put. And I, and then we got me here rounding up with, no, it's not soup, it's cereal. <laughs> That's a boring answer. That <laughs> um, puts some thought into it. Uh, puts some thought. In it. I, I, I'm going to go. Um, no, it is not soup because um, I do not eat soup with a fork. Um, I eat cereal with a fork. Whoa, 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 whoa! <laughs> yes, foul, foul. Yes, you are <laughs> oh, so far out of bounds. Foul. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, I can explain. I, we, I'm going to let you. I, you know, I, I'll allow that, but I just wanted to, I think we both wanted to chime in. Don't say that like it's normal. Like, <laughs> you don't eat soup with a fork, yeah. but you clearly eat cereal with a fork. No. Yes. You, you cannot use as your reasoning, well, I don't eat soup with a fork. <laughs> no one eats soup with a fork, and no one eats cereal with a fork. Oh, come so that, 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 that cannot be... Your underlying reason for cereal <laughs> not being soup. <sighs> well, Go ahead, Brady. Uh, it, it's quite simple. Um, I do not enjoy milk very much, but I do need something to control the dust of the cereal that I'm eating. <laughs> so it, it's just enough to moisten and beat down the dust. So the fork allows the, the milk runoff to go through so I can enjoy my cereal with the non-dusty variety, but not have it soggy because the milk flows through so it maintains its crispness without having to be soiled by the milk. So how long does it take you to eat a bowl of cereal? Like an hour and a half? No, no, no. It, it, I do I it the gotta same. got to sift out the milk. Yeah, it, it, the, the milk just drops. I eat it the same, at the same rapidity as someone would eat with a with a spoon, so you don't right. stab the 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 cereal. No, 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 no. With- I, I I more like sift it. Like, think of like a pan, like a like a miner going through the you know the water. Like I'm just getting the nuggets out and letting the water run through the fork. 
<laughs> now, you talked earlier about a uh, image in your mind, Todd. Now, I have an image in my mind. <laughs> Instead of Brady running down the, the road with the feminine hygiene products above his head, now my image is he's... He's panning his cereal like an, an old 49er. <laughs> with, a, with a pair of Bev overalls and a red uh, long guns. Well, I tell you, get that cookie crisp out of there. <laughs> There's cookie crisp in them there milks. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, okay. So, <laughs> I still, you, I, I'm pretty sure, and, and I am not a uh, an expert on uh, utensils, uh, but... I'm pretty sure they make. Uh, I've seen spoons that have slotted spoons. Slotted spoons. Why don't you get a slotted or a a spoon with a a hole of some sort in it, or even well, because they're big. Drill them, huh? Uh, because those tend to be a larger spoon, and then it won't fit in your mouth. Yeah. So I, I thought about this. Okay. Trust me, I, I considered it once, but then it's too much cereal in one bite in well, a big old colander spoon. You could take, uh, and I think of SJ before they made, I don't know, now they have guitar picks, but I think of SJ always drilling the holes in his guitar picks for a better grip. You could do that with a spoon. You could take a regular size, a teaspoon, and you could uh, just drill little holes in there and have your own custom spoons. I, I could. or It'd be a lot of work, you know, but... Just, yeah, I just use the fork. And, um, yeah. you know, it, it, it's for a very simple reason. It, it's not as weird when you really think about it. I wasn't, like, stabbing. I wasn't impaling cereal with my fork. I'm just, oh, like... I still think it's weird. I, oh, it's <laughs> weird. Yeah, it's weird. That's... Uh... So, once again, uh, we have three segments to this show, as we always do with our podcast. But the segments are a little different tonight, being a retrospective. And our third segment will go uh, on a little more personal level with us. Uh, again, we've done 19 episodes here. And all of us have our little moments from the podcast that we enjoy uh, more so than the rest of it. Not that we don't enjoy all of it, but uh, certain parts stand out for each of us for different reasons. And uh, we're going to go through each of those personal uh, highlights from our first 19 episodes. And we will start with Brady's Highlights. This personal story, um, my first one, happened to be in the episode about embarrassing situations, humiliating situations. And uh, this one was really embarrassing to me, but it was pretty darn funny, too. And it got a lot of laughs from the gang. So um, this is when a case of intestinal distress hit a very hit at a very inopportune moment. So here you go. But um, but anyway, this particular trip to Florida for a family vacation bliss, um, I happened to be a little bit banged up. I tore my ACL in a dirt bike accident. Don't ask. And I had a straight cast on where my leg, um, like it was a straight cast where there was no bend in the knee. It was kind of like a peg leg, just straight as it'll go. And um, kept me from many enjoyments like riding rides down to Disney World. But anyway... On this long trip to Florida, the one thing you always looked forward to was Atlanta because you get to see the stadium, you get to the hustle and bustle, and it was kind of a landmark. You knew you were on vacation once you crossed Atlanta. You were crossing into the fun zone. You were south. So, you know, it was always a big deal. I'm anticipating Atlanta. And um, then it happens. After a fast food lunch, um, some intestinal distress starts <laughs> sitting in, <laughs> and it was unavoidable. 
So if you've ever been in an RV facility, it's small, it's plastic, <laughs> it does not offer much privacy, and that's with the door shut. Well, because of my straight cast, I could not shut the door, and um, so I had to leave my leg hanging out, and unfortunately, um, and by the way, my fr- friends, uh, there is a name for this story. I- I'm not giving you the spoiler, but it's called the... Great Atlanta Run. Um, <laughs> Great that's Atlanta Runs? The, uh, yeah. The Great Atlanta Run. And um, But unfortunately, because the door was open and it was a severe distress, and it exposed my whole poor family, <laughs> and, and, you know, just the fact that, you know, I'm a private person about such things. and You have to you, go into the sound effects. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well... Do you really want me to? Well, no, just describe the situation. You've described the room. Yes. The- okay. For those of you unfamiliar with an RV restroom, it is not like the, the a toilet in a restroom on regular land, non-mobile. There's no water, so it's plastic that has a hatch, and then the refuse. Like an airplane. Like an airplane. Yeah, like an airplane, and it goes into a chemical pit, a chemical toilet. And then later, it's emptied. Yes, and then you empty it when you get to the campground, and you empty your refuse. And um, But because there is no water, um, I, I guess the best way to describe it would be somebody unleashing um, a bag of marbles on a plastic <laughs> on a plastic tub. And um, it was horrible, and it was embarrassing, and it haunted me for years. I mean, I was mortified. I just wanted to, like, crawl up in the corner in shame, but I couldn't even do that because my leg was straight because of the cast. I couldn't even crawl up in a ball, so. And that's how the RV earned its nick- uh, earned the name Shasta, because when your dad smelled it, holy Shasta was that. <laughs> yes, I, he, I'm sure they probably had to pull it over in downtown Atlanta traffic, and I, it, it, oh man! Like I said to to thirteen year old me, I was traumatized and humiliated, and you know how you are when you're a middle schooler. Anyway, you know everything is dramatized. Did, did the windows all go down? And I, if there were any left, it, it any was windows left? yeah, it was it, that bad, huh? You know, um, it, it was just like I said. Everything about this was just a horrifically embarrassing, humiliating. Circumstance. It was then you found out how much your family loves you. Yes, because they let me continue on the trip. (laughs) And this next one's pretty embarrassing, too. It's about the ill-informed idea of continuing a vacation romance. This is what happens when an attempted romance goes completely awry. So, here you go. You know, it's something... Actually, this came up a couple episodes ago. um, Misadventures and things not going the way it planned was planned i hope you don't tell my story but go ahead <laughs> oh i i don't know i don't think this would be it um because i don't know if you guys know this story it's one i've kept buried and hidden now it's gonna not sound like a big deal to you guys but to me man it was humiliating and embarrassing but um this goes back to like when we vacation in florida you know the family vacation occasionally you'd meet somebody and you know back in the old days you would snail mail them and sent them letters like hey remember vacation and and uh drove all the way to louisville kentucky and i was invited down that's important (laughs) well well see i mentioned this the other day but you know there's more to the story i'm gonna go all paul harvey the rest of the story so um I, i went down it was approved um 
you know, uh, uh, she was an 18 year old senior at um, a school Louisville, and I was an 18 year old soon to be freshman in college. And so, um, you know, I was going to stay on the couch and she lived with her parents. This is all legit. This is all cool. And I get down there and um, it did not go as planned because of, you know, me having a three hour drive to think of how I was going to be all smooth. And, you know, and then I get down there, I'm greeted by, Hey, we're going to do this, 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 but we're going to pick up my boyfriend first. (laughs) (laughs) Did not go as planned. In fact, you could have hit me with a, I did not see that one coming. I mean, you might as well have just knocked me upside the head with a bar of soap and a sock because like I, I was just dumbfounded. Code red. Code red, code red, red. and um, but now that's misadventure in itself. That is something that did not go as planned. But uh, to hammer the point home and more humiliation, you know, that morning I woke up and I I uh, took a shower to get ready to go home. And um, now I had now now, now wait a minute, wait a minute. You you have to go into some detail about the adventures with. This girl and her boyfriend. <laughs> well, we had an ama- I'm going to go into game show host voice. I experienced an amazing, eventful night of fun at the go-kart track with her and her boyfriend. I was trying to... They, after great efforts, they tried to fix me up with her very unlikable cousin. There, there, there was go-karts. There was water park. Oh, yes. And the water was so cold that not even a polar bear would go into it so i mean it was just a horrible experience i'm guessing guinness contacted you for the uh, longest drive ever to be a third wheel (laughs) oh my gosh you know uh it it was absolutely awful and um you know to get to the port part where like i i took a shower that morning to get ready to go home i couldn't get out there fast enough you know uh, this was actually going back and forth in my head i'm like i'm an early riser it's 6 a.m if I just sneak out, they'll never hear from me again. I'll never have to see them again. Why did you shower? Um, I I'm a clean person. I you know <laughs> I like starting the day out with the shower. I, but I'm just uh, saying, if if the plan is to sneak away, I would think well, showering. But well, but 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 I couldn't sneak away because that would just be rude. Yeah, and I that's got it. I you got know, it. and they would worry. He's like, where'd this get? To? You know, was he abducted in the streets of Louisville and sold off to Carnies or something? And um, my home shower. Had the sliding glass, you know, you would walk in and it slided shut. The, the, this guest bathroom had, it was a tub and there was a shower curtain. And um, because I'd never experienced it, nobody told me that you had to tuck the shower curtain inside, inside the tub. Oh, yeah, yeah. So uh, there was John's town. There was Noah, and then there was the flood I caused in that bathroom. So there was not going to be any sneaking out without a boat. And um, was there I, a, was there a how to guide on checking your testicles hanging from the uh, shower head? The, well, you know, if I would have passed out, the misery would have been over. But no, I had to say, like, ma'am, um, I kind of flooded your bathroom. I, I got it all soaked up, but I might need a couple other towels. But the the worst part, I don't think she knew what I was talking about. <laughs> I, I think she thinks that. So I had intestinal that- distress <laughs> and it had caused a an issue. But no, but it was the shower and like the look of confusion confusion confusing 
dumbfounded look. Were you saying this to the girl or to her mother? Her mother. Okay. Because um, actually, uh, the girl was still asleep, and I was just wanting to get out of Dodge. You look like a giant hot dog handle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I felt like a giant hot dog handle. Actually, I kind of thought the boyfriend was a hot dog handle. Now, let's back up, though. Imagine yourself being put in that situation. If you're the boyfriend? Yeah. Be, Whoa. Okay, either, but... so you're dating Celia. You're in high school. Hey, Todd. I met this guy on vacation. He's going to come and stay. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Why? Why do that? Well, he had to be in cahoots on the trying to fix you up with the cousin. Otherwise, that never would have flown. Or. Right? Or. 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 <laughs> to my cousin Vinny references. <laughs> I thought that was so I married an axe murder. Oh, yeah. You're right. Well, you're right. S- same girl. Same girl. Yes. Or maybe it was a deal where. They had broken up, or like they had gotten into a, a fight, and you were the <laughs> rebound or the, hey. uh, the to make him mad, to make him jealous. Can I interrupt there? Just you no, know, no, let no, you yeah, go back to back sure. to the our original topic of because she's she would mention like I didn't know what it means. Like yes, yeah, sometimes you know we would fuss <laughs> when her and her boyfriend they, they said fuss. <laughs> what are you, a newborn baby? <laughs> Yeah, You're but anyway, sorry. Fussing. They were fussing, but go ahead. No, it's your, it's your. I just didn't know if maybe again you I were was a rebound were, guy. What, or just to to bring down and say, guess what I'm going to do? I'm so mad at you. I'm not only going to have a another guy I'm talking to, but I'm going to call a guy that lives three hours away to come and talk to me and and hang out. You with were me. supposed to be the target of jealousy of the boyfriend, and then he came crawling back before you could get down there. Yeah, this is interesting. Maybe pre cell phone days, so they, it's not like she could have texted days. you or told you, "Hey, uh, turn that's around." That's true. That's true because I would have in a heartbeat. Um, but gosh, you know, there is—I can't even imagine. There was never a more awkward moment in my life. The whole experience was awful. This next one was totally unplanned because all these years I didn't know I was doing anything wrong. So, in a relatively humorous episode where we were talking about unusual foods i found out that i had been eating something all wrong for all these years and here is this one i did eat a few vienna sausages you know mm-hmm. as a youth and which i i can't even smell them today and um i i about fainted when i had lunch duty this year one of my students um it, it, she would eat them like she would just open up the can and not cook them and just eat uh, wait, 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 you know. time, time out yeah no. <laughs> now <laughs> I don't mean to be a a snout band and, and interrupt you here but you know you're not supposed to cook being a sausages Brady <laughs> yeah, yes you are you have no. to be warm no no, no you're not <laughs> That's how no. I always ate it. <laughs> I, I mean, I, my mother, well, they would be heated up in a pan. No, that's gross. <laughs> no way. That, that, that's uncooked. You know, Nobody wants grill marks on their Viennas. Oh, well, why not? Because, I mean, I mean you, you, know, you know, now that I knew, I just thought it was some fancy sausage from a European capital. I didn't know that it was, you know, now that I find out, it, it's like questionable product. What? You know, um, <laughs> Freddy, you afraid you afraid you'll get trichinosis or what? I don't know, but I always thought it was, you know, I was cooked because, you know, uh, 
there, there's that layer of it, 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 it looks like Vaseline that comes off the top of it, uh-huh. a petroleum product. And I watched her open it and there was that congealed ooze and, and I just about went down. Uh-huh. I was like, I can't look at this. I can't look at this at all. I got to walk away. Well, what you have to do, because they, they weren't terse enough to hold up to a fork poking. <laughs> so you, so you, you had a hard time stabbing them and pulling them out like you could a regular Frankfurter. So you had to turn the can upside down. Slap at one time on the bottom of the can, and all of them come out in one mold. <laughs> and then you can start picking the weenies off of the the mound. Oh, there's just nothing. Oh man! <laughs> but you do not. You, you, you absolutely do. If people, if you're listening, you do not heat Vienna sausages up. They are not. You don't fry them. You don't microwave them. You don't. I, I don't even know how they hold up to heat. Very well, thank you. <laughs> they, 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 they were just like, yeah, they, they, they were just like a miniature hot dog. Uh, I, no, I, okay, I, I'm being serious. This is the first time I've ever heard that it's abnormal to cook them. I just thought people were weird for eating them raw. See, this is the first time I've heard of anyone cooking them. Well, this <laughs> so this, yes, this is a special episode. Yes, it is. <laughs> a Vienna sausage on a cracker, a little dab of mustard oh. is almost as good as it gets. Ugh, mustard okay. does it off the devil too. I uh, don't like mustard. Okay, I, I don't mean to cut the Vienna sausage conversation short here, but <laughs> I I, I want to get back to the treat. <laughs> pun no pun intended there. <laughs> so I'm I'm looking at an image here on the internet. <laughs> I bet you are um, a little too early for a circumcision joke there, Fiscus. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> this next one comes from our very special episode from Sardinia Founders Day. And the personal issue I took with an obnoxious character from this Founders Day festival. So uh, check out this game. Uh, one that comes to mind to me. I think I know what you're going to say. <laughs> what is it? I, I may surprise you. I don't know. Uh the one that comes to mind is the, and I don't even know what it was called, and probably some uh, PETA people would I, yeah. protest it today <laughs> if, if it indeed still I'm went giddy. on. <laughs> uh, you, you had a spinning table, basically, and you had a rat in the middle of the table <laughs> that had a cover over top of the rat. So they would spin the table. And they would pull the cover off the rat, and they would ring a cowbell in their hand, and the rat would run into a hole. And it was basically gambling, because you, like, bet on which hole the rat would run into. Is that is that about the size of it? It was Did called I the rat anything? race. In was fact, it called the rat I, race? There, there was a sign that said the rat race. Was it a rat or a malice? <laughs> I, thought was a, I thought it was a white malice. Uh, it could, be, could have been a malice. Um, or maybe it was a red, but I remember it being, it was the white, it wasn't it white with like the yeah. red eyes and yes, yes. It was an albino, whatever it was. Uh, it had to be more than one, I guess. <laughs> we, we act like there was one for 25 years. There was well, one. It, it, it could have been. It could have been the same one. So, I always thought it was rigged. <laughs> and you know what I'm going to say. Well, okay. Was there cheese in one of the holes? Or? No. <laughs> Whenever he rang the cowbell. The rat would break at the moment. So when he rang the cowbell, like if there was a bunch of bets on the like the orange square, he would ring it so it would run into the blue square instead. 
So it was like Pavlov's rat. He had it rigged. <laughs> I I remembered. I thought you're laughing. I like thought this they is had ridiculous. A, like I really thought that. I thought they had a bunch of bowls set up with rats in them, and you threw little plastic pieces of cheese, and if you laid it in one, you got to take the rat home. <laughs> I, I don't remember. Uh, I'm, I'm joking. I guess the goldfish I, I, game. I was gonna say that sounds like a that sounds like a health department violation. Right? <laughs> yeah. but, but but tell me, you would have been a bit surprised if there would have been a game of fishery. No, I would not have been surprised at that at all. Actually, I mean, for Pete's sake, there was a lion attack. Uh, all the Pete's animals. sake, for Pete's <laughs> sake, for crying out loud. Good lord! Uh, <laughs> but yeah, the. Uh, I do remember that. Now that I think about it, I do think they had more than other, more than just the all white rats. I think there were some white and brown ones, and you know, I think some gray ones. I think there were different ones. But what a creepy game! <laughs> That's well, just, again, I, I have no doubt it would be protested if it still exists today. You, you talked about when you would hear the hillbillies coming from far yeah. away. You could hear that damn rat bell all over the festival. <laughs> yes, you could. <laughs> Well, he he would ring it, and he had a microphone. Yeah, cause yeah. He, he he would heckle and beckon people to come <laughs> bet on the rat, and then when he rang the bell, he would ring it into the microphone. That's why you could hear oh, it all over man. the town. Yeah. Probably the See, same I, evil MC that put the microphone in my face after I ran out of gas during the uh, probably, probably so. Yeah. He went from the pedal tractor pulled to the rat race. You goaded me into it because I wasn't going to say anything about it because I, I was afraid that it was a local person that ran it, but I don't think it was. But man, he was a smarmy. Smart Alec, just obnoxious and, and like I, 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 I somewhere I, right now there's an older gentleman with a rat on his shoulder, <laughs> very oh, angry. Oh well, yeah, I mean he's lucky that he didn't have to go have that cow that rat bell removed from an orifice because after you would he, and he would like you said heckle people and talk smack. Oh man, was his name Richard Gear? <laughs> Well done. Uh, yeah, I, mo- moving on. I, I knew that was the game you were going to. That's the only game to talk about from the Serenity Founders Day Fest. That's that's the only one that comes to my mind. <sighs> this next one caused massive laughs in the gang because we were recounting one of the most nauseatingly awful experiences in my life when, in Eric's first car, we picked up a friend who had had an interesting dinner, and this is what happened. Yes, Eric, with your car, and you know, where you officially called it the land speeder, you know, I have distinct memories, not only it undulating on the road, which was really fun, but um, it's also one of those very traumatic moments because um, it was in your car where we picked up our friend who had just enjoyed a um, fresh trout dinner that his grandmother had made. <laughs> And um, driving to a friend's house, he uh, proceeded to flatulate that fresh trout dinner and it, that that mixture of low tide and poop has stayed with me forever. I was absolutely horrible. I thought my life was going to end in that car. And um, but I always associate it with the land speeder. First off. Trout just sounds gross. <laughs> I'm not a. I like unhealthy, you know, fried breaded fish. I trout a fresh trout dinner. I just picture one of those 
one of those plates with like where the the whole fish is still like it, its head still in there, its eyes <laughs> still in there, looking at me. So we're on to Todd's favorites now, and this first clip for uh, Todd comes from episode number three, which was our topic bucket of queasiness. And Todd gives his feelings on a particular dish from the Schwann's man. Uh, both of the memories, it might have been the same sickness. But you know how if you eat something and you happen to get sick that night or whatever, it doesn't Which matter. Which happened to me with the Big Mac. Yes, exactly. It, it, does, it probably wasn't the Big Mac. It probably not. The, you might have been just sick. And that's the same thing that happened to me. I think I had a stomach bug of some sort. But I had had chicken Kiev for dinner that night. <laughs> Now, Those darn Russians. Yes, you beat me to it. <laughs> now, I don't know why we had chicken. I'm assuming it was from the Schwan Man, because at that point, you know, the Schwan Man was at our house. It seemed like every other day. Which Todd, for our uninitiated, what was the Schwan's Man? The Schwan's Man was was a man who drove around in a yellow truck uh, with a, a swan on the side of it, and but del- the name of the company is Schwan. Schwan yes, and he delivered frozen foods you know ice cream treats pizzas. ice cream treats pizzas it's like Chicken having the Kiev. having the the freezer section of kroger delivered to your house yes and i don't know that i know say and i since we've been married bought food from the schwan man so i don't know i saw the schwan's truck last week yes well so the schwan man brought some chicken kiev and we had chicken kiev for dinner and to this day, I don't exactly know what chicken kiev is because i won't eat it i don't look i believe it's breaded chicken with just a bunch of vomit in the middle of it in communist ideology yeah and ate it once can't eat it again and to this day won't touch the stuff what happened after you ate it no i just that night i got i didn't get sick immediately it wasn't like i took a bite of the kiev and then i just got sick i that night i got sick throwing up and in my head it was the chicken kiev there's an old saying that when you tell someone a secret you tell them to keep it under their hat in this clip, we find that Todd, at one point, kept something totally different under his hat. Uh, I was a little older, and I had been sick. I had a bout of <laughs> oh, no. stomach issues. Intestinal, intestinal distress. Intestinal distress. And this is, this, uh, this is embarrassing to even talk about it now. Uh, not to you guys, because you've heard this before, but to anyone listening. Uh, my, my cousin was over, and we were playing. You know, we played outside for a while, then we came, it got dark, and we came in. This was the summer. And we, we came inside, and once again, this time something made me laugh, and I had an accident. <laughs> uh, let's just say this one wasn't... You darn near this, soiled yourself, this, Brooks. This one, this one wasn't, this one wasn't in the front. Sense. This one wasn't in the front. It was, a, it was a number two accident, if I can be. <laughs> and, I mean, again, I'd been sick. I'd just gotten over it. I apparently wasn't over it. I laughed, I guess, I guess too rapidly, and it just happened. And I was panicking. I didn't know what to do. I didn't tell my cousin. So I'm like, Now, when was this again? This would have been probably middle school. I mean, a couple years later. And so I like, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom and I remove my clothing and my underclothing and I didn't know what to do. So I was afraid I'd get in trouble if not, you know, not that my parents would, I would have been fine. But in my head, I'm like, I gotta do something. Rather than just throw my. Soiled under drawers. <laughs> My undergarments away. I got the bright idea. Uh, I was wearing a hat. Uh, oh no! <laughs> and uh, so I thought I gotta get I gotta get these out of the house. Uh, so I took I balled up my underwear underwear and I folded them just so where 
where they would be, you know, safe to touch on the outside. And I put them under my hat. <laughs> put them on my head. I put my hat down on them. And so I go ask my cousin, like, hey, you want to go outside? You want to go? There were, there were woods across the street. And, uh, you know, he's like, nah, I don't want to go outside. It's dark. So, so I go, I'm like, well, I got to run outside real quick. So I go through the living room and out the front door. And I run across the street into the woods and throw my underwear in the woods. And so, so there's a big picture. I haven't window. seen them since. It's a big picture window in your living room of your house. Yes. So you don't think anyone saw you running no, I, across? They, they might have seen me run into the woods, but I went deep enough as to not, <laughs> you know. Aren't you glad you didn't encounter a bear? I don't know. But so if that ever happens to you and you're looking for a good way to dispose of soiled a good, garments. A good way? <laughs> I washed my hair later. <laughs> how, how much later? <laughs> Truly. I, I was in middle school, so probably at least three or four days later. <laughs> I've heard of people keeping it under their hat. But <laughs> this is a whole new level. That's pretty impressive. On this one, which is one of my personal favorites, Todd starts waxing poetically about one of his favorite processed unusual foods, and hilarity ensues. <laughs> Anywho, I uh, so today I for lunch I was back in I was back in my bedroom and I I smelled something wafting through the house and uh, it it brought back some uh, some good memories from when I was a kid and uh, I, you know I came out and and see it was cooking something on the stove and I'm like well, you know what are you making and she said I was frying up this treat out we had a can of treat in the pantry I don't know where it came from but uh, it was about to go bad so I I was just going to fry it up and see if if anybody wanted it, and uh, so I decided to have a treat sandwich, and uh, so it was a treat treat. So it was please, mighty tasty. Uh, please tell us, because i got to be honest with you. I've heard the jokes. I've never – what exactly is treat? Well, Fiscus, what would you call it? <laughs> Not A. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would guess the uh, the ingredients of, of such a thing are – Along the same lines as people say are, are in hot dogs. <laughs> that would be my guess, just in a different form. <laughs> Lips well, and anus. <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, some might call it the the poor man spam, but I actually call it the rich man spam because, I, you know, it seemed like treat was was not as readily available. So I'm assuming that it was harder to get. Therefore, it's yeah. <laughs> Because you lived a middle class existence because no one around you was buying treat because people could afford spam. Oh, they they were they were buying it all right. They were just fishing with it. I I've got to give it up uh, and catching nothing because even the fish wouldn't eat that stuff. Hey, I like any food that you can fish with or eat. So there's spam treat weedy balls. <laughs> Oh, poor you got, you. you got breakfast, lunch, and dinner right there. <laughs> There's something we like to call breaking the podcast, and that is when one of us says something that causes the others to laugh so hard they could barely breathe, let alone talk. In this one, I broke the podcast with Todd when I did something that we always do, and that is to speak wrong and incorrectly on purpose. Here it is. When I finally... Got when we finally got rid of that car, it had over two hundred and seventy-five thousand miles on it, and it was still going. And my neighbor kid bought it. 
he said, and he, um, you know, he later got into education and he joked with me years later. He said, dude, when I finally got rid of it, the, 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 the floor had a hole in it. You could see the pavement <laughs> as you were driving down the road and you like could the see Flintstones. the pavement. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like the Flintstones. And, um, and it was, um, <laughs> but you, yeah, you could like stick your feet through there like a break, but that, that was a very loud, uh, did that kid, did that, did that hit your light, funny bone? Lightheaded. <laughs> <laughs> if there is ever an example of us just talking incorrectly on purpose for laughs, that was an example of it. Yeah, I had no no idea. I've never heard you say that. I think that's why it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> you got to try to be a the little bit spontaneous. <laughs> the Flintstones. <laughs> See, I had heard it before. That's why I didn't laugh so hard. Todd's final clip goes back to episode three, in which we're talking about phobias. Todd has a strange phobia based upon a famous movie. Here it is. Corn and sharks. <laughs> Back up. Back up. Corn. Well, not the food. Like, I, like, I like to eat corn. The band? Not the band corn. The sight of corn. The As in children of as in, the... And it's exactly where it comes Outlander. from. It stems from the ch- children of the woman. corn. The original children of the corn. Yeah. Which still holds up today as being a pretty creepy movie. Pretty creepy. But there's something about, and then living there on 131, when they would grow corn across, I mean, it was just right. like that whole season when the corn Is was- Is that why there. you moved? <laughs> That's exactly yeah. why I moved. But it's just, and then and then growing up, my cousin lived by some corn and you know we would go out and play in it and just just the whole idea of getting trapped in it. it when it's dark, if you're in corn, I don't know. I just don't like cornfields. Uh, cornfields, let me say that. Not corn, cornfields. Corn now we've come to my favorite moments from our first 19 episodes of the Play It By Your podcast. My first clip is probably my favorite. It comes from our episode 10 discussion of What's Your Phrase? And our discussion turned to coleslaw and coleslaw's appearance on a certain other food. And I was the first one to become broken in the podcast. Here's the clip. Like, do you, are you a slaw on your manwich type person? Absolutely not. No. no. I'm taking a great thing. No. It's like, hey, does somebody want to throw cat poop on my hot dog? That, like, <laughs> why would anybody put slaw on a unkept Jose, if you will? I bet. Are your? How about your parents? Like, my dad and my mom both. <laughs> I think we broke Eric. <laughs> I can't breathe. And I kept the We've got the host down. Oh. We have a piper down. My next clip is from our phobias episode, which was episode three. And in this episode, I talk about one of my phobias, which has to do with riding rides at King's Island. I, I remember years ago uh, I know talking about coming. roller coasters. You would never ride. <laughs> uh, you would yeah, never ride a roller coaster. I, I was getting to okay. That. I'm sorry. Yeah, you, you, you you segued too quick. Sorry, sorry. It, it's just a personal rule. I don't know if you call that a phobia. Maybe it is a phobia. I do not put my rear end above my head ever. 
That's a rule of mine. So you would ride any roller coaster as long as you didn't invert where your buttocks was uh, I inverted. I have ridden roller coasters. Not not my favorite thing to do, Yeah, but I have. Have you ridden them where you're... No. Okay. No. So you haven't broken that, no. that rule? No. So you've never... Okay, so you've ridden roller coasters, but you've never violated your credo of having your butt... You will never ride anything where your butt is inverted over your head. No. No. So no Rocco planes at the fair? No. No zipper? No. And I won't go any further with that because I actually think we probably need to have an entire episode someday dedicated to just the Brown County Fair. Oh, yes. Uh, absolutely. Yes, the Rocco Planes were, if Coming you didn't like to be upside down and you got stuck with somebody oh, who knew that. That was, that was a big fear of mine yes. right there. I would not get on the Rocco Planes because you could lock them in yes, place. and not go and upside be down. And a, a mini Ferris wheel. But ultimately, I thought whoever I went on there with, you only go on the Rocco Planes with the Express intent on going upside down i believe i don't think you go on there to ride it as a ferris wheel i don't think so, so you therefore, could but that would make you really lame well exactly yeah. so i was not going to get on there because i didn't trust anybody to get on there with that would lock the thing in place and not put me upside down yeah i got on those a few times with some major you know what's and, and when they find out because the, there was a, one time where i didn't like to go upside i didn't mind going upside down on a roller coaster per se but i didn't i don't want to stay upside down for the entire ride and if you you get on the right people they lock it just at the yeah, right time right, and right yeah that was that was tough my next two clips are both from the same episode which is episode number four and it is our segment about bucket of queasiness my first bucket of queasiness clip has to do with a story about a fast food trip gone awry. I guess I'm going to take a food bend on this first. Bend it like Beckham. Bend it like Beckham, that's right. And I'll tell a story on myself, and I guess I should sort the clock here. Remember, we talked for 20 minutes on each topic. So, um, back in 1980, I'm thinking 1988-ish, Ish, yeah, that may be all right. Ish. I think I was still in high school. Anyway, uh, we went to the Georgetown McDonald's, as we often did back then. I mean, Mount Orb had not grown into the metropolis it is today and have all those food options. So your food option was to go to Georgetown and go to McDonald's. Or Pizza Hut. Or Pizza Hut. Which was supposed to be the metropolis that... The the metropolis that never was. Yes. Georgetown. Anyway, so... We did as we usually did. We we went through the drive through after we had probably we'd probably gone cruising in Georgetown at the time. I don't know. I, I would guess. Anyway, we got our food. We went to our friend Doug's house, and he lived between Georgetown and Russellville, which is about three or four miles away, but that doesn't really matter in the story. Ohio. Russellville, Ohio, and Georgetown, Ohio, for our international listeners. Yes. County seat of Ohio, actually. County seat of Ohio. Or, I'm sorry, of, of, of Brown County. Brown County yeah. Man, I was so excited to jump in. I don't usually get a throwout fact. That's your, your job, Fiscus. I was excited. Too excited. Sorry. Jump the gun The there. county seat of Brown County. Brown County, yes. yeah. Anyway, so we took our food in. Actually, maybe even eating it on the way. I don't know where the, the consumption of the food came in. Anyway, I had gotten a Big Mac. And I, I can't remember a Big Mac being one of my favorite burgers. Maybe I just got it that night. It wasn't my go-to every time at McDonald's, but that particular night. You were night, feeling frisky. I, I guess I was. I don't know. Anyway, don't know what disagreed with me. The burger, the special sauce lettuce, cheese on a sesame seed bun. I don't know what part of that disagreed with me, but something there disagreed with me. So it came to a point where I was in great 
intestinal distress uh, to <laughs> to put it very uh, discreetly. So I started to take myself uh, to a facility <laughs> as to where I could take care of that situation. So as teenage boys are wont to do, they thought it would be really cool to follow me and watch me throw up because I think that's that's what uh, they thought was going to happen. Oh, okay. I'm just now okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm off to the facilities and people are trailing me. Well, like a parade, <laughs> <laughs> a disturbed parade. Uh, anyway, uh, the intestinal distress didn't quite make it to the facility. And as I was told, I was not there because I was in front of this whole thing. But um, apparently it was like hitting somewhat of a wall. (laughs) Oh, it was. (laughs) Brady being part of that group that was trailing me. Uh, And to make a very long story short, I don't want to go into details. You can fill in the blanks there, but... Uh, I've not eaten a Big Mac to this day, and I again I don't know what <laughs> happened. On, I can on, tell you what happened. Oh, well, I mean I don't know what happened to make that disagree with me on that particular night, but uh, at, at no point in time in the past what now thirty two years have I eaten a Big Mac thirty two ish years, <laughs> and and will never do so again. And uh, you probably shouldn't, uh, based on the <laughs> you, you know the the funniest part was like all three of us like we just thought it'd be hilarious to cheer him on do the wave is like dude's throwing up and that, then, that was brady our friend doug and our friend sj yes I, I i was the i was the last one um in that in that what do you call it unholy train i was the caboose <laughs> and um of course as, as keen as your sense of smell is i'm surprised you didn't smell it well before well there was a reason i was at the end of that train but um <laughs> But what was so hilarious is like his description of a wall is so true because it was like an invisible. The only thing I could think of to compare it is like when the dog has the <laughs> invisible fence on and crosses the line, and all you hear is <laughs> uh, "That's exactly what happened." Because like everybody just dead stopped and made that sound, and we regretted, you know, torturing and pestering Eric at his time of distress because we kind of got karma come up and. Um, because we were treated to the uh, foul exhaust of the <laughs> whatever was troubling his intestinal system. My second bucket of queasiness clip has to do with something that happened one time to me in my life, has not happened since, but it had to do with discussion of a particular body part. Here's the clip. Uh, Brady had a bout with... Uh, Mono, mononucleosis. Yeah, mononucleosis. The kissing disease, although I'm positive it wasn't because he kissed anybody. Anyway. <laughs> hey, I was at Ohio State <laughs> University at the time. Wah, wah, wah. Sick burn, man. Sick, <laughs> sick burn. Sick burn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, as often happens with mononucleosis, the uh, a certain part of the body, which uh, obviously the mono deals with the liver, but there's also other organs that may Lymph be affected. Nodes. Lymph nodes. And... The one that, again, for whatever reason, hasn't happened since. Do, Eric, would you mind terribly if I kind of just go ahead, go with this go because ahead. he 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 was the, perci- the 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 participant and um 
So he had come in worried about his friend. Um, I'd come home from Ohio State University for spring break, and I was really sick. Uh, for real, my mother cried when she picked me up because I looked like you know a prisoner of war. And jaundiced. Oh, I looked horrible. And um, so I was you know in the other room and it's like hey hey how's brady oh he's doing okay he's recovering you know he still has some swelling in his lymph nodes and it had some swelling in his spleen and the color it was like a tom and jerry cartoon when tom is about ready to get hit by a pile driver or or an anvil when all the color drains from their you know body and he went white he blanched (laughs) <laughs> and he has the one finger on his paw holding his lips together so he doesn't vomit. Vomit. And Eric turned a color that can only be described as white blanched oatmeal. And um, he, he had to sit down. I, didn't you also break out in a cold sweat? I did. And, I, and again, it has never happened to me since. Just the mere mentioning of the word spleen Just did the, this? Well, it was a swoln spleen. <laughs> Does this look swollen? <laughs> <laughs> the swollen spleen will cause many to queeze, but you know it's just you know the the mere man- mention of the word um, spleen that gets it. One of the recurring themes of this show is, I guess, trying to outgross out each other, and one of our discussions had to do with famous smells in our lives that we've uh, experienced. This clip has to do with one of mine. What are those smells that are just so distinctive and awful that they cause an immediate reaction? I am going to go with one that I am just going to call it the band room smell. Now, I think we could call the source of this <laughs> sewage. But, um, and Eric knows what's coming. <laughs> <laughs> he's already started. We've lost Eric. He's, he's uh, somebody get him. Uh, somebody I, I, get I, him. I, I didn't. Uh, I didn't even think of this when we were talking about. But go ahead. <laughs> That's the one I said I was keeping for this special moment. So the band room smell. Let's set the table. So there we are in the band room in high school, and it's a good sized room. You know, it, it's arranged by instrument. You know, the brass are on one side, the woodwinds are on one side, and you know the percussions in the back. And we're practicing for an upcoming concert event. And us woodwinds start looking across the room. And all of a sudden, we see the green faces and people just stopping (laughs) mid-song and gagging. And just with these horrible, horrible looks on their faces. And we're looking up, you know, us fellow saxophonists. We're like, what on earth is going on over there? And about two seconds after I said, is everything okay? It hit. You could actually, even though it was invisible, you could definitely see the progression of this <laughs> funk as it just ripped into the nostrils like fish hooks. And evidently there had been a sewage backup someplace in the school, and it just kind of all unloaded into now, didn't the Now, put a visual on this. Uh, there had been a backup, and it had backed up, I believe, in the locker room area. And there are those uh, those drains in the floor, and I don't know specifically what where those things come from as far as what goes in those drains or what's down there, but whatever was down there came up out of the drain. 
<laughs> well, hey, I guess you can figure out what's down there. I, I don't know if it's raw or not, but uh, whatever it was came up through those drains, and uh, that's what we were smelling. And that was, the locker room and the band room were kind of in the same area of the building, so that smell came up, and then it kind of wafted <laughs> into the band room and across the band room, as, as Brady told the story. So definitely that raw sewage smell is definitely one that um, is absolutely, absolutely horrible. Todd, what do you got on that? So you're going raw sewage was the act was that was the smell, right? Raw. I missed the first thing you said on that. that the raw sewage. Raw sewage. That, that was the smell. Okay. It was did definitely they ever raw fix sewage. It? I mean, I assume they did fix the problem, but how long did this last? I don't know. I don't think we were in there long enough to um to see. But there was no place to go because it was but, everywhere. Oh yeah, it was everywhere. We just happened to be close to ground and, zero, and, and there were there were there was visual evidence of where this occurred forever because it had made a stain <laughs> in that particular area of that drain that could not that could not be <laughs> removed. And even six years later, when you graduate from high school in that same building, the stain was still there. I had remarked upon it later. Uh, it was just, it could just not be fully removed, and that's that's the type of raw sewage we're talking about here. In episode thirteen, we had a discussion about pet peeves. One of my pet peeves, as many of my pet peeves do, have to do with driving. This is the one I discussed in episode thirteen. I, I'm going I'm going to be specific here because I I will openly admit that I am an angry driver. <laughs> I, the, there are, and I guess it goes back to, I, I, I guess I'm inherently a rule follower. So when people are not following the rules of the road, it aggravates me. But there's one in particular that really, and I, I will complain about it every time it happens because it happens every time that I go to this particular intersection and it's a particular type of intersection, but it seems to happen most because I go to this one intersection the most and in Sardinia at 32. You have a stoplight and you have basically a four-way stop and you want to go out and you want to turn left onto the four-lane highway. People don't know how to function in that situation. So the rules say you're supposed to go out into the middle and I always t talk about taking control of the intersection. So you get yourself out there in the middle. People are supposed to turn left after they pass each other. Yes. Now, if there's a line, of, if, there's, if there's a line of cars facing you, you let the whole line go by before you turn. But you pass each other before you turn. You don't cut each other off in the front. You don't take the corner sharply and like i said drive in front of me you, you maintain the, your present lane yes and yeah. the reason why and i will put it out there in case maybe there's people listening that really don't know how to navigate this particular situation you do it that way because if you cut each other off there could be someone behind you or someone behind the other person that you're facing that will be going straight through the intersection and then therefore you have an accident yeah so well, it, that's why this intersection has to work the way it does or is supposed to. And you also – I think it's people being kind and generous, but you get a lot of the people waiting and letting somebody go, letting somebody uh, cut uh, in front of them. 
Okay, now 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 you got my rankles up here. You, yeah. you said that, and that just set me down a different course. Are your hackles rising? My my hackles are up now. <laughs> okay, I I'm I I like the fact that people want to be nice and neighborly and whatever. But there are times when you're nice and neighborly that it cost me time. Because we have to sit there and stare at each other if you're going to let me turn in front of you because, again, you can't navigate the intersection and get yourself out there. You're going to wait for me to turn before you even go out. And it's costing both of us time. It, it gets to be you like the chipmunks been... on Looney Tunes. No, you go. No, I insist you go. No, yes, you go. Exactly. We should have put on blood pressure cuffs when we started this topic. <laughs> we should have. We should have indeed. So, well, Eric, what if Eric, you get cut off at the intersection by somebody wearing no shirt? Well, that that's that's just death penalty right there, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> well, so that and and that and that was the thing. I I I started down one track, and then you said that, and it that that's really the heart of the situation here because people want to be quote unquote, and I'm using air quotes here with my fingers, <laughs> nice, but yet. You're costing both of us time. Just navigate the intersection the way you're supposed to. And potentially an accident. Yes. Yeah. Well. Indeed. <laughs> Not know, to mention, and really, if I was behind this person trying to be nice, and I missed the light because you're trying to be nice and you can't navigate the intersection, then I'm really mad. Uh, I would like to have a dime for every time I, I saw you pretty much shove your fist through your steering wheel, uh, <laughs> laying on your horn at someone. And to this day, you can ask anyone who rides with me, like, let's say you're, you're on a constant turn, like going into Eastgate Mall, like the circle around Eastgate Mall. <laughs> and if someone stops, I still to this day say. Now, 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 now you, yes, you have to say that there's a sign there. Yes, there's a sign them, there. And, and the sign says. The sign says, oncoming traffic does not stop. But... <laughs> With Fiscus saying it, it was oncoming traffic does not stop asshole. <laughs> With that cadence and yeah, no L. So, to this day, I still say that when, when that happens. Which that's just a reading comprehension uh, issue. Well, exactly. I mean, it, that that's the bottom line. But maybe, again, this little thing about wanting to be nice and neighborly comes into it. I don't know. But people just... Again, they're, they're oblivious. My next two favorite clips, once again, come from the same episode, and that is episode 15, and the topic was sophomore shenanigans. I usually try not to do many sophomore shenanigans because I like to think about what I'm going to do before I do it, but when you're a teenager, sometimes you do things without thinking. The first of these clips discusses some pain I inflicted upon a classmate at band practice. Well, again, I guess these probably have the the uh, recurring theme of uh, hitting someone in the, as Brady said, nether regions. And I guess I have two. I'll tell the two that uh, that come to my mind. Uh, two, yeah. <laughs> um, first of all, uh, we were in band and we were practicing our marching band show. And the band director would get up on top of the school building because we didn't have a football field. We we're just out in this field that had football lines on it. So he would get up on top of the building so he could see the entire band in their formations. So there were times 
that he would be working or trying to instruct one side of the band, and I was standing on the other. So this one particular day, one of my classmates who was standing in the formation in front of me uh, was uh, standing with his feet somewhat separated, let's just say. He was manspreading. Manspreading, yeah. <laughs> so I thought it'd be a nifty idea to go up behind him and uh, hook my foot. <laughs> uh, like a gap. In, in, into the uh, most painful area that you can hook a foot into a male. You meat hooked him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so to speak. Racked, I believe, was the uh, term that was used back in the day. And uh, he went down in a heap, and again, I don't know how I kept from getting in trouble at that point, but I didn't. And uh, he so, was in some obvious pain. So draw us a, paint us a picture here, Eric. Did you, you extended your leg straight out. St- yes, uh, straight out, go, knee, knee not bent. Yeah, to go in front of his uh, nether yeah, regions. Is his, my, my foot was up and down, straight up and down. Okay. Perpendicular to my leg. Okay. And <laughs> as, I, they, as feet usually are. Yeah, well, depending. I mean, it, it could be straight out if you're pointing your toe, but <laughs> my toe was pointed up. And I went up between his, his legs and up and under and kind of pulled my foot back. <laughs> So you perped his dickular. <laughs> Only if it had been in math class. Oh my gosh. So you, you did the opposite of punting him. You, yes. You, uh, what would you call that? <laughs> oh. I, uh, I, I don't know. It's got to be a word for it, but I see what you're saying now. You, yeah. Yeah. You, that's, that's quite a technique. Yeah. My next favorite from episode 15 has to do with some more pain I inflicted on another classmate. This time I was in study hall. Listen for yourself. There was that. And then the other story that comes to my mind is, again, in, in class, although a more uh, a smaller area in a, in a cafeteria, we were in study hall, sitting at tables, cafeteria tables, and one of my classmates was sitting behind me facing the opposite direction. And as I turned around, I saw that he was kind of leaned forward and the waistband of his underwear was visible. (laughs) So I thought, hey, I'm going to wedgie my classmate. So I turned around and it was the most glorious of wedgies ever. (laughs) Grabbed a hold of the waistband of the underwear and... I and I never was able to jump very high, but I think my feet may have left the floor as I grabbed the uh, underwear waistband and pulled up, and the underwear waistband ripped off, and uh, the uh, other part of just under the waistband was, let's just say, uh, very much more visible on his back than they were before. I, I just had so, this mental image of Eric instead of holding a basketball like holding an underwear band in the Air Jordan pose where both <laughs> feet were sticking out and him straight up like holding it like a prize it, it was something like that yeah oh. and uh, if if you're listening out there you probably know who you are I apologize for that uh, little mishap there uh, that I inflicted upon you 35 years ago 
That rounds out our retrospective episode 20, a very special episode of the Play It By Ear podcast. And we hope you enjoyed the clips of some of what we feel are our greatest hits from episodes 1 through 19. We always have these situations where we talk about things that we should have said, we missed, we call them missed opportunities. And it very well could have happened here on this retrospective as well, because we kind of went through the episodes on their titles and tried to figure out what we should include. But we may have missed something that you felt should have been there. So, if you think something should have been mentioned that was one of your play by your greatest hits that personally struck you funny or you particularly enjoyed, let us know about it because hopefully there's going to be many other retrospectives. We're going to be doing more greatest hits, maybe 20 more episodes into it. So we do appreciate your feedback on these matters. And where you can tell us about those things that we may have missed, you can find us on Facebook, uh, search out play it by your podcast on Twitter. We are at play it by your pod with the number two at the end. Uh, you can email us at playbyearpodcast2020 at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voice message uh, wherever you find your podcast. And those places include our uh, host site, anchor.fm backslash podcast. We can also be found at Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, among many others. So again, all those places have a link you can click. And you can leave us a voice message, which we can add right into the podcast. And coming soon, we've mentioned this in a couple other episodes, but it's becoming closer to reality that Play It By Ear podcast merchandise is on the horizon of the designs. We have a few of them, and uh, the gentleman and I will be looking over them, and I think we're getting pretty close to making that a reality. All right, so we hope you will enjoy those and uh, maybe purchase those when they come out. So with that, I want to say... Thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to us for our first 19 episodes. We hope to have many, many more to come, and we appreciate you coming along for the ride. And in honor of the vacationing Todd Griffin down in Florida, I'm going to do his stinger and his catchphrase at the end. So from the sunshine and sand of Florida with Todd Griffin, peace. Thanks for listening to the Play It By Ear podcast. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter at Play It By Ear Pod 2, and our website at anchor.fm backslash Play It By Ear podcast. Thanks again, and join us next time as we play it by ear.